music's still going. It's super fun. I just love the intro music. Keep playing. I'm staring at David going, button. Are you, are you, are you going to push it? Yeah. What's, what's happening? Can like, you push and, the button? And, and <laughs> now? Now? Bueller? Bueller? Happy so, New Year. I know. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Wait for it. Right. Watch this by... That's terrible. We can't even use that. So we are. <laughs> Nobody knows going what you to, are talking about. We're going to do way. this live on YouTube. YouTube instead of Facebook. Yep. So we're we're starting that. We're live on YouTube. Did I just say it wrong? No, you said we're starting that. We're yeah. live on YouTube. There we go. Yeah. We're, so we're going live, and I've got it up. We're on YouTube. We're in studio, and Happy New Year, everybody! Uh, True Well Show favorite Tuesday you're going to have all week. Right. Love it, and. <laughs> It is so. This is the goal setting show. So we're gonna do it. We just every year, right? Why? Because every year somebody's like, "Oh, let's do the resolutions thing," and then I kind of cringe when people say it. resolutions because they're like, "What's your New Year's resolution?" And I'm like, "That's a bad thing." Like, "Oh, I I did too much of this thing this year, so I should stop doing that." And I'm like, "No, I want to set positive goals for my life, not like negative." Well, detractors. that's part of it, right there, right? So you got to start with, "Hey, let's do positive goals." Right. Okay. Uh, so and by the way, I tell people when they say, what's your New Year's resolution? And I said, oh, in our office, we don't have resolutions. We have goal setting. We do. We do. <laughs> and I start quoting you, which I think scares people a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's working. <laughs> My evil the brainwashing <laughs> is working. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, goal setting is something that I've been doing for a long time now. And it was really fun. So we, you know, we moved over the summer and in the move, I, I will take goals and I write them down and then I laminate them and I make them like on a little note card. Did you find them? I found a goal from three years ago, okay. a goal card from three years ago. And, and I looked at it and like everything, but one and a half things out of the eight have been accomplished. Nice. Yep. It was pretty cool. Now, they weren't like, necessarily wow. all accomplished in that year, though, were no, they? No, no, they didn't necessarily happen that year. But some of them were goals that were going to take a little longer anyway, so they were a little bit of a stretch. Uh, and then some of them were things that uh, they still happen. They just they were, they were delayed, but they still happen. And so it's really interesting, the power of purpose, when you when you commit to something, right. that it's still that momentum tends you to, to take you there. And so I love the idea of, of getting behind something and set a really ambitious goal. Uh, somebody once told me if you were going to set goals that you should have the uh, you may is this the shoot for a, the moon and reach for the like reach the stars? For, yeah, shoot for the moon and hit, still hit the stars. If the concept is that you should have goals that you're about 50-50 whether or not you can achieve it. Yeah, if they're too easy, then right. why are they a goal Yeah, anyway? that's the equivalent of like, hey, I had a list and I wrote down the thing I already did just so I could cross it off. Right. <laughs> I, t I know you've done it before. Don't tell me you haven't done Come it. Come on, I've totally right? added stuff to the list just to cross exactly. it off. Exactly. <laughs> I just wanted the list. I've it, done so it. I get, so, hey, I had a good momentum. I, I'm proving it to My myself. My name is Katie and I'm a box checker. Yeah. <laughs> I love Katie to check the boxes. Katie loves checking the boxes. <laughs> so I am guilty of that one. So the, the list thing is... That's part. So part of goal setting is you know, setting the list, but you got to make sure that you've got the 50-50 shot at this. If it's too easy, it doesn't count. Okay, and it's got to be something. So there's all kinds of different acronyms for it. One of them that I remember was SMAC, right? So it's specific, it's measurable, measurable. It's achievable. Okay. Right. CK. And or and then uh, it was compatible. Compatible. Okay, so let me tell you what it is. So specific meaning you can't say something that is so vague that you can't do it. Like, I want to get healthy. I want to learn time management. Yeah, those are that's just too broad and then it needs to be measurable too. You can't say like I wanna I wanna get healthy eventually. 
Yeah. Okay. They're, they're, it's not contained. That's. Uh, I want to lose 10 pounds. That's, that's better, a- but saying I want to lose 10 pounds by the end of June. Okay. Okay. Now you've set a measurable deal. Right. Okay. I want to earn a million dollars. Okay. It is possible, but is it realistically achievable if you say, I want to do it in the next three months? Mm, very okay. difficult in and very theory, unlikely. Yes, in the right circumstances. But if you have done none of the foundational work to get there. Yeah, that's like a less than 1% kind of thing. Well, it, it's you, you'd have to be dumb lucky. Right. Right. You would have to be dumb lucky okay. to, to have that kind of a payday. So, which then doesn't really count anyway, because it's not an achievable goal. It's just well, luck. Well, yeah, you didn't you didn't achieve the goal at that point, right? You essentially you just fell into it. Got on board and ran with. It. You just got you fell into it, right? Yeah. So that wasn't a goal. That was just good fortune, right? Uh, and so achievable is the other one. So it's got to be you know specific, measurable, achievable means it's got to have some kind of realistic possibility too. I mean, like if I were to say I want to lose a hundred pounds, okay. With, with I'd have to lop off limbs, right? Like, yeah. Like, I, I mean, you could do it, but to could, the detriment of your health, though, oh, like it would you be wouldn't severely unhealthy. Yeah. For me. Now, you know, it would be down to a point because because I actually did body composition. You'd be manorexic at that point. Oh, well past, well past. Like, I would be emaciated because for me to lose a hundred pounds to get, I'd I'd be down to about a hundred and thirty pounds, and at my height and frame, it would be so malnourished that it would be. Yeah, no, not a good, not a good. Uh, So that one's not a realistic, achievable goal. Okay. Right. And it'd be a terrible goal anyway. You just, it's self-defeating to do that. Okay. And then the last one is, is it compatible? Okay. So. And what do you mean by that one? It needs to fit your value system. Could you give me an example of something that would not be compatible? Uh, Taking a job that you hate. Right, so uh, let's let's try to come up with a good one for you. Uh, something that's not compatible would be that, uh, let's say that you had to morally compromise yourself in order to do something. Okay. Okay. Uh, so in order for me to make my or, million dollar goal for the year, I now have to sell drugs for a living, which I don't agree with. Correct. Okay. That would be a good example, right? You, I have to I have to become. A, These are a hypotheticals, drug people. I'm yeah. not literally doing this. Yeah. Well, okay. You can be a pharmacist. Yeah. Is that what they're calling him now? That's what I call him. (laughs) I always tease. There's your favorite neighborhood drug dealer. Uh, Anyhow. Yeah. And now that pot's legal, there is a neighborhood drug dealer. Oh, jeez. Anyway. So welcome to Oregon. Right. Where everybody's happier. We just don't care. Yeah. (laughs) We've always said it was green. We just didn't say how. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're ending seasonal affected disorder. The old-fashioned way. <laughs> so you just won't care. Aww. We're going to trade it in for alothargic syndrome. So, uh, We're right. joking in jest. All right. So yeah. achievable. Yeah. So achievable. And compatible. And compatible. So there's, there's your one. smack, right? And that just, it just needs to kind of fit. And there's other, uh, smart is another one. So, you know, specific, measurable, achievable, uh, relevant and time bound. I was gonna say realistic, but yeah. yeah or, or, so achievable and realistic are kind of same thing. But time bound. Okay. Go, so smart goals, same thing. It's just uh, because. So you know, what do you call a goal with no deadline? Dreams. A dream. Yeah. yeah. And so we talk about that. Hey, In fact, I knew that answer. <laughs> one of the original 
guiding, uh, you know, you, you start a business and you say, well, you got to get a mission and a vision. And our original mission statement for uh, Little John Financial was uh, helping people make the leap from financial dreaming to doing. Which is still kind of vague. It is, but uh, the idea was that so many people, and if, if I were to tell the story of what, what got me there originally thinking about it, uh, this idea that everybody has this someday when I grow up or someday I'm going to do this amazing thing, right? And someday just Never kept comes. getting deferred. And it was a comp- it was sort of a composite because my father used to say that our, our family motto, if you looked on the coat of arms, is actually Furio, which means I strike, which is funny because I don't think of myself as all that violent, uh, unless we're talking about opportunity. And I would strike at opportunity. No, but I'm pretty much sure if you were in like the Spartan times, you would strike. Fair you enough. have it in you. Fair enough. <laughs> you have it in you to be to be one of the 300. Katie's been around long <laughs> enough that she's seen a bark once or twice. Oh, but it's rare. That's not what I was calling about. I'm just saying that the bravado and everything, I could see you carrying a sword. You could strike if you had to. Uh, well, if I had to. But that's not the goal here. Right. So I think that the better family motto was make it happen. Make it, I like that one. Make right? it happen. And make it happen is that when you want something, then you need to do what it takes to make that happen. And whether it was a training goal or an educational goal, uh, it, it, you have to take action steps. Yes. So you have to make it happen. And so the idea of folks that have all these dreams and saying, well, it takes financial resources to pull that off. And when folks would say, oh, you just can't do it, I just don't buy it. One of my favorite things that you have said all along is, is it that you can't or that you won't? Right. Because you can if you really want to. Yep. You just won't. Right. And I think there is a big difference. And, and I think when you and I were having that conversation, we were talking about our children, right? When mm-hmm. they go, mom, I can't do that. Can't or really? Won't. Can you not do that, or is it something that yeah. you just don't want to at the moment? Well, I, I, I am. I'm not going to say that I'm an internal optimist. I think I'm pretty grounded and realistic in, in most things, but I do have. I'm big on mental framing. Yeah, I'm really big on mental framing, and what you tell yourself becomes reality. Let me give you a funny but very real example, and then we'll get back to this. So don't let me get too far in the weeds okay. on this one. Okay. One of the number one resolutions year in and year out is lose weight. Yes. Right? Everybody says, I want to lose some weight. And whether you pick a number or whatever it is, or I'm going to get back in the gym, gym membership spike in January. Right. Okay. That's just the thing. Yeah. It's like the Black Friday of weight loss. Okay. <laughs> so you watch a show like The Biggest Loser or something, and you see somebody that's had really radical weight loss. What's interesting is if, in many cases, if you quiz those people, and you were to have them, you say, close your eyes and picture yourself in the shower. The person they see is not the new person. It's the no, old person. No, it's the old one. Yeah. And your mental picture is where your mind takes you in many cases. So painting the right mental picture, actually visioning success and imagining it and allowing yourself, your subconscious, not your self-conscious, your subconscious mm-hmm. to drive you that direct is, direction is really important. And I find the word can't problematic. Offensive is the wrong term in this day and age, right? This is not a crybaby thing. Can't is very destructive. Can't and won't are different. Won't means I'm unwilling. Can't means I have some kind of mechanical impediment 
And my philosophy is really simple. Look, unless it violates the nature, I say, if it unless it violates the laws of God or nature, or physics, or physics, there was so another it's, one it's really, in there. <laughs> if it violates the laws of God or physics, and I'll be flexible with you on the physics, physics, yeah, then it's a matter of whether or not you're willing to put in the effort. It's true. Okay. One day we met when you get discovery anti gravity, and that would be really something. I know that magnets have sort of figured it out when they're on polar opposites, but we can somehow <laughs> contain it. Okay, so why is this relevant? Okay, the the what you you paint in your head. Okay, why is okay. it relevant? It's relevant because in goal setting, if you frame the goal wrong, you're gonna really set yourself at a disadvantage out of the gate. So let's talk about how we can frame goals for the rest of this year. Okay. All right. But how we'll, to frame goals. But we'll do it after the, the break. break. Awesome. Okay, right. so how to so, frame so goals. Stick around. We're going to talk about it. You want You want to have a high probability of success in 2019. Stick around for the next segment. We're going to get you there. This is David Littlejohn. And Katie Shook. And you got True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. Hey, gang. Welcome back to the True Wealth Show. Dave here. And Katie. We're um, having a good time. And what did we say? So four more days. So... The before we left on the break, yeah, four more days is not going to make sense to anybody. Before we left on the break, we were talking about how to frame your goals. But I was doing some Googling really quickly, and it seems that most people abandon their New Year's resolutions by January 12th. So David said, four more days. Four more days means four more days until you you're quit. over the hump, and then you can quit. <laughs> yeah, but four more days. For four days. Yeah. Four more, you can do it. Right, and you'll have lost all the weight, and it'll be amazing. So so bad, <laughs> so, so bad. bad. How do you set goals that you can actually achieve, or that, that how do you set how do you set better goals? I suppose. So, in in answering part of that question, I have found that for me, when I do my goal setting, I actually do them by category. Okay. So I have a financial section for goal setting. So, you know, if you're trying to pay off debt or contribute more to your retirement plan, like what are your overall goals for your money? Because mm -hmm. money is really important. And then I have um, like a family section, you know, like is your goal to, you know, go on a date night once a month or whatever. Mm -hmm. I try to add, figure out ways to add things in. One of one of my personal goals that I thought was really funny, and I kind of laugh every time I read it, but it was to go on a vacation with my family that doesn't involve visiting my family. So all of my I family is had to do that. Yeah. So all of my family is in Southern California, and usually when we take a family vacation, it's to go see them because we don't get to see them. Right. And so I, one of my goals was to plan and. My goal for last year, for 2018, wasn't to actually take the vacation, but it was to begin planning the vacation, knowing that taking a family of five somewhere takes some planning and True. some moolah. So that also ties into my financial goals. But it's, I, you know, I wanted something different like that. Um, so I find that I kind of categorize them. I mean, like one of them was career and then one of them is, you know, relationship. So how setting these goals in these different areas gives me a chance to kind of um, review, I guess what I'm not happy with, and you can even set spiritual goals, you know, is your goal to read your mm -hmm. Bible every morning or, and there's apps and things that can help you with those. But yeah. I like to set them in categories. I don't just kind of do a blanket list because I feel like it kind of gives me a little bit more focus in different areas of my life. I, uh, I agree. I do. 
I, I bake basically two categories, personal and professional. Okay. But then I break them down into one, three, and five-year goals. Okay. And uh, I track them every year. I have them all saved in I know. our It is actually really fun to look back at them. And I <laughs> and, went, oh, I did do that. I did right. accomplish that. So I, I have these. And some of them that I thought were important aren't important to me anymore. Uh, What's, or, which is one of those? Uh, it's, this is more like a deferred goal was to get my pilot's license. I knew you were going to bring up that one, but yeah. I wanted to. And that one is on my list of, yeah, I want to do it. But in the hierarchy of where my time gets spent, I'm just not applying myself there right now. Okay. So I'm willing to defer that. Found it. Fair and, enough. And, and it doesn't bother me that I'm deferring it. I, it's still on my list. I want to do it. But uh, there is a safety concern and so forth that can be properly mitigated, but I have three littles at home, and so I'm just not engaging in that right now. So so that's a dream at the moment. Yeah, that's it's a dream. It's not really a goal, it's a dream. That's a dream. Okay, because uh, there's I, no deadline. I am confident it will Turn into transition at some point to a, a real deal, but it's just not yet. Uh, yeah, after the last college and marriage payment. <laughs> right. <laughs> so personal, wedding, professional, I say, payment, and then I do wedding. a third one, which is what I will say is intangible uh, because it violates all the rules. So here I am telling you, you've got to set all these goals and I need to meet these measurable criteria. Ca criteria. And then what do I do? I go and break my own rule. Which is, what? so okay. what is an so example of So these are focus goals. Okay. okay. Now what started as really funny, I've had two focus goals that I can specifically remember. Um, one of them was the year of the sauce. Okay. The sauce? Yeah. I just wanted to learn how to make more sauces at home. It makes mealtime way more interesting. <laughs> so I just, I learned how to make all Am kinds of Am I going to start calling you sauces. ragu? <laughs> so yeah, it was everything from tomato sauces and salsas to... Uh, Cream sauce. The, yeah. I mean, it, I learned how to make Alfredo's and I learned how to make uh, really all kinds of things, but it was, you know, whether it was barbecue sauces or ketchups or um, teriyakis and a bunch so of stir funny. fries. Just sauces. Yeah. So it was just the year of the sauce. Try okay. different sauces. Okay. Lots of them and figure out how to make them. Awesome. You know, people usually think like a lot of people just go buy them, but you, somebody makes them, right? There, There's a way to make them. And so. some of them are not hard. Once yeah. you actually dissect what goes into them, a lot of times right. it's like four ingredients and you're like, I have well, all those things in my pantry. You do a actual homemade creamy mac and cheese. Oh. oh, it's amazing. Yeah, bananas. Do you do breadcrumbs and bacon? I could. I mean, not always. But breadcrumbs and bacon. Yeah. Extra layer of goodness because yep. everything's better with bacon. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I like to put bacon in my gravy. Which is why on one of my cream. goals is to lose 10 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Bacon in my nachos. I mean, it, like, you can't mess it up, right? Oh, no. bacon's uh, pretty awesome. <laughs> so it's really it's hard to think of something that doesn't go well with bacon. I'll have to think about that for a while. I know. You think about it, then you're like, yeah, maybe. It's like oranges and you know, I'll have bacon with my oranges. I don't care. <laughs> it's, it's, it's yum. So, but the other, so there was the year of the sauce. And okay. then there was, I specifically wanted to, I, I remember one of the goals was to view the world with my glass half full. Okay. And it was, it's a framing reference. Now you can't measure that, but the framing reference was, I need to start by being appreciative of what I already have. 
Interesting. Okay. And that happened years ago. That was before we, you know, we had Seth on the show and he wrote the book, uh, Ambition Leading with Gratitude. And right. that I love that phraseology, gratitude adjustment. It's yeah. great. Uh, it was just see the world as the glass being half full. Right. And it really ch- was important to me. I mean, it changed my focus from a lot of people measure by what they don't have. Yeah, instead and of so, what they do. Yeah, instead of measuring your achievements, you measure your failures. And that's really negative. True. It drags you down. I mean, it's okay to to know where your shortcomings are, but if all you measure is the stuff you didn't achieve, it becomes really a bummer. Uh, I had I I first started learning this in the high jump. Okay. Uh, so in the high jump and the pole vault, which were two events that I did in college, they always end in failure. Why is that? Because eventually you miss. It gets too high. Oh, <laughs> you can't clear it. Yeah, that's true. So they always end in failure unless you just beat everybody in your field and decide not to try for your personal best. So Which you will what athlete fail. ever says, right. no, I'm good enough. And that's the way that happens. So you had to be able to measure the success too, though, along the way of, well, look at these achievements that were made and the progress path. That was part of the success. There was a post-it commercial with a little girl that was jumping every day and smacking post-its up in the door jams and stuff. Did you mm-hmm. ever see that one? No. It was like a basketball commercial. And it was a, it was great. It was very well done. Um, but it was post-it notes. So every day she'd jump and like she would smack post-its up on the wall. And you mm-hmm. would see her getting higher and higher. And it was because she was trying to get her jump better for basketball editions. And it shows her at the very end, like being able to jump and actually make it even though she was on the shorter side. And so it was mm-hmm. like such a cute heartfelt commercial right. for post-it. I mean, you know, that's not often that you go, oh yeah, post-its totally make me tingly inside. I know. <laughs> but it was such a, but, but it, kind of what you're saying, right? It's like every day she just had to reach a little further and a little further and she used the post-it notes to kind of mark those little <laughs> furthers. And it was so cute the way she did it. And I'd say she's probably like junior high-ish if I remember the commercial right. Uh-huh. But it was just a cute moment. So yeah. I, I get what I'm you're saying about I'm super failure. big because I literally did, not post-its, but the same thing with an adjustable <laughs> basketball goal. <laughs> So, yeah, there there was a time in my life I could dunk a basketball. That time has passed. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. The knees are not as willing as they used to be. But, you know, so measurable goals. I mean, I I think you're on to something about just having a little bit of that enlightenment as well, right? Like, and, but, I love the fact that you put sauces on there because they don't have to all be. Oh, I made super. some horrible sauces too. Just so there were failures in that yeah, experiment. But they don't have to all be like super complicated goals. They can be something simple like that, like learning how to, you know, cook pizza or something that you just mm-hmm. feel passionate about. Yeah. Take a couple classes, you know, whatever yeah. it is, something to get you out there a little bit more. That you know, as you were talking about, even the failure. The one thing that I have found for a lot of people is they go, "Oh, how did you learn how to do that?" Um, I tried and of course I failed and but yeah. I failed forward and that's something else that you always say if you're gonna fail at least fail forward right learn from your mistakes sure. pick yourself up and keep going because eventually you'll succeed and not everybody succeeds the first time around boy I I don't think most people I mean you know, some things are just that easy but if you're really following that 50% guideline that you've got a 50 50 shot at it there's going to be some failure but you know failing your way forward is the key Right. You're going to pick yourself up and you're going to learn from it. And you're going to take that knowledge. And so that's the difference between wisdom and experience. Right. You've, ne- you've now translated to raw experience and now you better learn from it. Right. Uh, so your experience better translate into wisdom. So. Uh, so I have another one from um, 
from one of your the stat page. Oh, from Warren Buffett about goal setting. Oh, okay. So, but I was just wondering how we were doing on time because I wanted to make sure not. To okay, go over, that's I a actually good idea. So, so what is Warren Buffett, the world's you know top say about something? Goal setting. Why don't we take our break? Okay, we'll come back and we'll, and we'll learn what what the Oracle of Omaha has to say about goal setting. <laughs> the Oracle of Omaha. All right, stick around, gang. Dave Littlejohn and Katie Shuck. You got True Wealth on News Radio twelve forty KQEN. Hey, gang! Welcome back to the True Wealth Radio Show. Uh, it's Dave and Katie here, right? Uh, Having the fun dynamic duo. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Katie, you, uh, you know, th- you got this segment. Talk to me here, Warren Buffett. So I'm always looking um, when we do shows like this. You know, I'm always trying to quickly research some stuff to have as on-air feedback and on-air um, articles. And one was written, um, and it was about Warren Buffett. And it was a conversation between Warren Buffett and this gentleman named Flint. And it starts with um, goal setting, right? And it's talking about Warren Buffett's two-list strategy and how to maximize your focus and master your priorities. And I thought, okay, that sounds pretty interesting. And, of course, as I'm going through it, this is the way it works. Warren Buffett went to Flint and said, basically, write down your top 25 career goals. And Flint said, okay. So he wrote them all down. And next, Warren Buffett said, "Uh, circle your top five goals. Flint said, okay. And so if you're following along, this is the 525 rule. Um, and so Flint did. He circled his five top goals. And then now Warren Buffett said, okay, well, the top five goals are list A, but what about the 20 you didn't circle on list B? Now, you know, Flint said, well, you know, they're they're pretty close to the top five, but they just didn't quite make the cut. And uh, he said, well, what are you going to do with those other 20? And uh, Flint said, so uh, um, I'm going to, you know, kind of focus on my top five, but I'll work on them intermittently as, as I see fit, but they're not urgent, you know, so they kind of get my time when I need. And that's where Warren Buffett said, you know, you're wrong. Those are the top 20 that you should avoid. That is your list B because they will take your time and energy and you're taking it away from your primary focus. So instead of saying, oh, I'll get to it when I get to it, you need to make sure that you're not distracted and spending energy unwisely when you could be more focused on your top five because you said those are the top five things that are the most important to me. And I thought that was a very interesting take because I feel like I kind of – think of things more like flint right like oh these are my priorities but if i have enough time i'll get to all these other little things and what i end up doing is a lot of the little things because those may be more fun or easier to achieve than the top five and then i don't get my big stuff done so i can see personally where that can be an issue so we have something in the office that i have everybody do daily don't we (laughs) we do it's your six what is it six most six most and the vital one and the vital one so what is it what is it so you make a list of six things that you want to accomplish that day and at the bottom you put down what is the one thing that gets all of your attention first what is your vital one so the vital one is is intended to be the must get done for the week okay and the, the six most are, these are the six critical path tasks to get done for the day. And they are to be prioritized in order of what is most important. Right. Just like Warren Buffett described. Because if you can't get the first one done and you move on to the second one, but the first one was the most important, then you've messed something up. Unless it was time restrained in such a way that you couldn't do it at the moment. So what it is, is it's in progress and you're filling up space until you can immediately return back to it as soon as the the data materializes. And I use the example of being dependent on a third party, right? right? I need to get this thing done, but I'm waiting on somebody else to get it done. So I'm talking to them. They are not getting back to me. 
So now what? Yeah, you're kind of at a checkmate, right. stalemate, I guess. No. Right. Yeah. So interesting. A- anyhow, the 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 trick is that you you rank them for exactly the reason that Mr. Buffett has described. Right. What right. what gets your primary focus at that point? Well, it's the the most important thing because you really should focus everything there and then move down the list afterwards. We oftentimes make a big mistake. We confuse being busy with being productive. True. Right. Very, very true. There are days where I'm like, wow, I was really busy today. Yes. But I can't tell you what I did. <laughs> We're all busy. Everybody's busy. You can find ways to occupy your time, even if it's doing next to nothing. Shoot, ants are busy. Come on, guys. Right? And we all say, oh, we're busy. We're busy. Right. So, uh, But are you being productive? But and, are you being productive? And I remember, too, there's um, another place where I read where there was a, a um, square, right, cut into four squares. Yeah, urgent and important. Yeah. Not urgent and not important. Right. So you should never be working on the not important column at all. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But it was hard because it's like you started putting things down and you're like, OK, that seems urgent, but it's not really important. Right. And then there's things that are not important that, or what is it that are. Right. It's it's the square. So you have urgent, important and urgent, not important. Right. And then you have important, not urgent and important, not ur- important or and not, not urgent. Im- and not important, not urgent. Right. So there's well, a clear if it's one not that's- important and it's not urgent. Quit. Yeah. Don't why are it. you working on it? Yeah. If it's not important and it is urgent. It's not important. It's not important. So why are you working on it? So the first thing you do is the urgent, important stuff. And then you move on to the important stuff. Because the not important stuff, you don't need to screw with. Right. Technical term for you. (laughs) But we do. We tend to focus on the things that appeal more to us. Right. Because either they're easily achievable or just more fun. Yes. So. But they uh, may be not urgent and not important. Not urgent, not important. (laughs) True. So. Let's talk a little bit about this concept of, you know, how how much time do you invest in what you're doing in order to get a task completed adequately? Ooh. Okay. This is really important. This is sort of my focus for the year. Uh, that's the less tangible, the hard to measure focus is to my my goal is to evaluate each task I'm doing and to understand where rounding errors work. Okay, so I, I need to better understand rounding errors. Let me give you an example. I have this tendency to over-research things when I find it novel. Yes, and you do. what I mean by that is I could say, if I'll give you an ex- a real-life example. <laughs> Today, I, so I got a new phone because occasionally you wear them out or it's just time. So I have this new phone and I had to get a case for it. Now, there, it is in a case because, you know, I want to protect it, but it's a wallet case and it's too thick for my liking. So what do I do? I go on Amazon to look for another case. And there's a bajillion of them. And I put in the simple criteria I'm looking for, and there's still a bajillion of them. And I quickly, so I decide to rank it by rating. Right, star rating for the number of people. And so I quickly sorts it down. You're getting way further into any Amazon shopping than I ever have I done. get down to, the, you know, there's a couple of options, and I realize one of them's $9 and one of them's $12. You're done. The $3 difference between the two for the amount of time it is going to take me to deal with it based on, you know, I'm at the top of the food chain on in our organization, and I'm responsible for making sure that 
you know, the, the, the payroll checks get signed is it doesn't mean that I'm the important one, but it means that when the, when the revenue filters, through, I don't get all of the spent. revenue, right? But right. I'm the one that has to make the right decisions about where I'm allocating my time. Right. And $3 worth of time for our organization when I'm making those decisions is a rounding error. Pick right. one and move on because right. the $3 isn't the issue. So, it is like you need to get it done because I could sit there and study oh, you, it for 30 minutes. At, and at all of a sudden I'm going, for... you spent a half an hour to save $3. What are you doing? Okay, so I just Googled how long should you focus on a task? Do you know what the answer is? No. You actually do because you've okay. done one of these. Fair enough. How long was your TED Talk? Uh, it's not longer than 18 minutes. Right. Because, and it says, set a timer for 20 minutes because after 20 minutes, you begin to lose focus. So right. all TED Talks gone. are 18 minutes max so that you don't, your audience doesn't lose focus while you're speaking. Right. That's, that's very real. Yeah. And by the way, I mean, you can look up TED Talks, um, which I was unaware of them until you did one. And there's a, a lot of amazing TED Talks on YouTube about great. a really variety cool. of subjects. Um, but yeah, so 20 minutes. So if you cannot concentrate on a task or if you need to concentrate on a task for longer than 20 minutes you need to ask yourself why and are you really staying focused um and you know should you get up and stretch or do something and then that way you can regain yeah. your focus for another 20 minutes but after 20 See, minutes you start you're, to you're your talking focus. about focus management i'm actually talking about prioritization right and I, I so, get that too. so because that was the thing is what was the more important task well it what it was get back to work Right. right. You know, go do things that are productive that are going to add value because the, so again, that, that three dollar difference was and fun. It's it's the novelty it was, of it. It was the easy and the fun thing, but it yep. wasn't the productive. It thing. is a distraction. Right. And it was it was imp it was somewhat important, but certainly not urgent. I have something that was a solve. So uh, I recognize that as I started to get drawn into this and went, I'm three minutes into this decision. I'm looking at both of these and going, well, well one looks close enough. Done. And I moved along because that was the right move. Uh, what about when you are doing like a paper for school oh, or something like okay. that? So this is one of the things that David wanted to get to was his B plus second draft yeah. rule. The B plus second draft rule is a cool one. Okay. So if you have kids or grandkids or if you happen to be a student listening to this program, not probably typical, but if you do. This is like your ticket for how to get an A on your paper without wasting any more time than you need to. Okay. So, but what I'm going to do, it's the cliffhanger. You have to wait until after our last break. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So we cue the music, right? No, I, I bet you. Bueller, are you listening? No. 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 Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I love it when that happens. Super exciting. All right. Uh, we're, we're just a shade on the early side because it gives us enough time for the segment. So stick around. And when we come back, the B-plus second, second draft, draft rule. rule. Uh, stick around. This is David Littlejohn. And Katie Shook. You got True Wealth on News Radio 1240. KQEN. All right, gang. So welcome back to the home stretch of the True Wealth Show. We have the next... 11 minutes <laughs> and 13 seconds <laughs> to improve your life as a student and your workplace life. If you have to produce things, you could, I mean, this, this is so applicable in so many different ways. That's true. It is. Okay. The B plus second draft rule. What is the B plus second draft rule? Okay. How do you know when a paper is done? When I'm done writing it. 
Okay. <laughs> Good show. We'll catch you guys next week. All right. Thanks. <laughs> so, thanks. thanks for that one. Yeah. How do I know when it's done? Um, I feel that it's done after I've like kind of just checked my paper, make sure that I've hit all the topics I was supposed to. But I bet you have a different answer than that. Well, the, there's not a yes or no to this one where you just say done. Okay. But there is, you, there is a process that you follow. So first of all, you, your first draft, if you just bust it out and you're done, then you've got a deadline. That's what it comes down to. And I, I hope that you are pretty gifted and you can edit on the fly because you're, that's your shot. If you've, if you've properly prepared with time, then you write a first draft and you walk away from it. And you you leave. You need it needs to sit over at least overnight, preferably two or three days. Okay. And then you get to come back to it. Now, your first draft should get you about eighty percent of the way there. Okay. You know, if if you are, and and if you are natively terrible at this, then you may have to add one additional draft to this because because yeah, you might start it at a C plus. Because <laughs> the goal is that you should be able to finish that first draft and be about eighty percent of the way there. Okay. Okay. If you're 80% of the way there, you're at sort of B territory. Right. Okay. Uh, and why B plus? Because if you're theoretically just in the C plus range, you're in the average, and then you came back and did this again, what you're going to do is you're going to edit and create your second draft. Okay. So you've now had a chance for your brain to work on this while you weren't actively digesting it. You're going to get a new view of this, and you're going to want to change the way you said some stuff, and you're going to improve what you did. Because you're working from a draft now, you're not creating from nowhere. Right. So the trick is to do the same quality of work on your next draft. You need to get 80% of the way there on the remaining 20% improvement. Okay. okay. So your second draft should be the, the, the effort required to get you, it's a second, second draft effort should be 80% of what's left. So you got 80% of the way there. Okay. That left you 20% to go. You're going to get 80% of what's left. That's 16%. Right. You're at 96%. Right. So why is it called the B-plus rule? Because if you theoretically started at 70, you'd have 30% left. And if you've got 70% of 30%, then you're going to get 21 on top of that. So 70 and 21. Well, you're, you're still in the B. You're, so gonna, you're still going to, you should be able to get to the B plus or A minus range. You're into the 90 percentile. Got it. Okay. And so that's the trick is if you want to get the A, then you got to put in the effort, but you have to start with at least average work. Right. If you start with below average work, then, then you're going to have to go through a drafts. third generation yeah. to make it where it needs to be. But if you start at average and then you go through and do a really good second draft, you ought to be there. And the trick is about figuring out what, what this really is, is a study of diminishing marginal return. It's the same concept I shared with you about time focus. Right. Because, like, I mean, if you had a B plus, if you were doing this, right, you did the second draft and you have maybe a B plus instead yeah. of an A minus, how much more are you really going to improve your paper to get that last little bit? Well, the f and here's the thing. There's 4% left. You have to put in probably the same amount of effort all over again. So you've done it one time with a bunch of effort, then a second time with a bunch of effort, now a third time. So it's actually a 50% increase in effort to get maybe another two or 3%. Which may or may not be worth your time. Well, and it probably doesn't move the needle enough unless you're in a 
class where it's graded on a curve and everybody's putting in that level of effort. Right. So if that's the case, 94 or 96% is the A, right? The, the additional 4%, the amount of effort it takes to get to that 4% can be maddening and it, it's not necessarily going to get you what you need, right? So, uh, and if you think of it as, hey, I had to put in two hours on the first draft and two hours in the second draft, my next two hours makes me jump from four hours to six. That's a 50% increase in hours to get me another two to 3% of which of a score. if you already have an a and, and a i'm already is an a. a that's so it the a is the what's a the point? it's still the four point so yeah. so the idea is could spend two hours playing basketball well it's to focus where you need so i do i love the phrase from mark twain don't let your schooling get in the way of your education ah there you go okay uh, we're not saying we, that school isn't important we all have to figure out a balance to the perfectionist that is looking for perfect. I mean, unless it's a multiple choice where you can actually ultimately select perfect. If it's uh, graded on a scale or if it's arbitrary uh, and subjective just to how it gets graded, you have to figure out where your diminishing marginal return is. You you put in, right. you get as far as you can realistically get, and any further than that, you're just gonna be killing yourself, okay? Uh, another way to think of this is tolerance. In manufacturing, everything has a tolerance, okay? Okay. The tolerance for woodworking is different than the tolerance for building a space shuttle. Meaning? That if you're building a house and you cut a board that is a 32nd of an inch too long, you could probably just bang it into place and it'll be okay. Yeah. Can't quite do that on the space okay. shuttle. You, those tiles are just a little not perfect. You just slap a little extra grout in there and you're good. On the space shuttle... That 32nd of an inch is the difference between whether or not it explodes when it's flying out of orbit. Yeah, not so good. So there's just not a tolerance for that. It's, you know, it's to within one ten thousandth of an inch. Okay, That's so crazy. super, super accurate. Crazy, crazy. Well, and I'm just making up a number here. But, but in uh, that, understandably so. But the interior of the space shuttle, it turns out, may be much shoddier because that's not relevant to whether or not it's, <laughs> it's uh, spaceworthy. Yeah. yeah. Whether or not they use two yards right? or two and a quarter yards of yeah. fabric is not going to make the difference on whether or not it blows up. The the seats in a submarine are uncomfortable, but the metallurgy is fantastic <laughs> because it has to be or people die. Right? So True. that's the, the the issue, though, is you need to spend the effort in the right spot. Got it. And so your, your goal setting, if you really want to achieve your goals, uh, a lot of it's framing, meaning how do you view them? Okay. Uh, I don't like diets. I know you don't. I well because a diet tends to be viewed as a four-letter word. Go, I got to go change everything, and it's going to be miserable because I want to do something else, but I'm forced to do this instead. Well, yeah, that kind of negative outlook is tough. If you can say I'm making a lifestyle change because this is who I want to be, I think and that's where some of the apps are coming from right now, especially the ones that are saying you know just make little healthy ch changes to your day over time and you'll achieve your goals right. like it's getting off of that like lose five pounds this week and getting more into the like let's yeah. just learn to eat healthier yeah. over time and some people they respond to the math look i can count the calories and i can do the thing and follow the program that's okay but you you do need to think about it's not uh, uh, the diet is something that really is going to be a permanent lifestyle alteration i mean otherwise if, you know what they say if you keep doing what you've been doing yeah, and expecting a different result, it's just insanity. No, you'll, just, you'll keep getting what you're what you're. You well, know, that getting. too. Yeah, that too. So. Very much so. Anyway. All right, so David hates dieting. Check. We Check. understand that. <laughs> and I want you to make, uh, it's it's okay, I want 
the goals that you can measure, I want you to measure. But I want you to recognize the difference between a goal that you can measure and one that you can't. You right. know, recognize the difference between goals and dreams. Dreams are okay. You know, dreams motivate you. It's important to have them. I just like to occasionally reach up into the clouds and grab a hold of them and yank them down. There you go. Okay. Well, there's another thing that we have not discussed, which is the very tail end, but have an accountability partner. So part of us writing them down is so mm -hmm. that they're visible. And, and I know for me, and this was a suggestion that you came up with, is not only laminating them, but putting them on my bathroom mirror so that I look right. at them look every at them single often. morning yeah. so that I know, okay, like, is there's, you know, and it helps throughout the year to kind of go, hey, I achieved those goals. But have an accountability partner. That I, also helps too. I make it the screensaver on my phone. Do you really? Yeah. Huh, so that it pops up and you go like, all right, there it is. And yeah. it just kind of reminds me. I change it on occasion because I like to see my family too. Uh, but yeah, but if I, you have something that would be socially awkward for other people to see, don't do that. Yeah. Like have more sex with your wife. Don't don't put that on your screensaver because that might be really it, weird if your pastor sees that. Just saying. <laughs> okay. I just want everybody to be clear that Katie went there, okay? That's just so we're on the record. It's not a bad goal for some people. I'm just saying if they're not appropriate for the public and the masses, don't display it in places that the masses can see it. <laughs> that is all I'm saying. All right. See, quality <laughs> advice on this show. That's what we give right there, quality advice. We try really um, hard. The rest of it. So, look, I'm going to give you my quick take on the markets in the last five seconds here. Uh, too early to be determined. Okay, we solve the solve trade, uh, things go up. Uh, economically, the data still looks good, but the market behavior is anticipating that that's going to change. Uh, so the jury is still out at this point, but I believe that there's still money to be made as an investor, at least in the short to intermediate term. So the next one to two quarters, and we're going to take that data as it comes. Uh, but I think the technical term for December's move was yuck. Right. So investing was yuck. And just so you are clear, investing in the United States was still the uh, it was the prettiest horse in the glue factory. Okay? Oh, it was it was bad. Uh, slowest sinking ship. Is that better? Yeah, that sounds okay. a little bit better. But we'll see where things go from here. Uh, if you do not have a process personally and you need to get it reviewed, I know a lot of people have really been shaken as to what's going on. Give us a call. We've got some really cool tools where we can give you kind of an overall analysis of what you're doing and uh, give you a sense of what what influences in the market may play into how you're investing. Uh, but hey, we're out of time for now. So uh, the other one, send us your New Year's resolutions. We, if you need an accountability partner, we'll help you. Uh, info at littlejohnfs.com or they can, what, they call and everything, Katie? <laughs> yeah, I won't give them your cell phone number this time. 541-375-0898. All, right. All right, gang. Until next time, this has been David Littlejohn. And Katie Shook. Thanks for joining us.